Coral. 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 My laugh sounds ridiculous. What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to do you think the government's really going to wait out the weak and the short-minded and the dum-dums when the dum-dums Naruto run and storm <laughs> Area 51? I hope, oh, bro, I can't, I don't know. Like, I hope they do. I hope they just mow them down. That's not a good look. No, like your government mowing yeah, it, down. Yeah, that's like, not a good look. But... If they get close enough, it's a military base. I mean, it's a lose-lose situation for those involved. And uh, for actually all involved. It's a win-win for us. Because you have America. Like, What are they really hiding in there? They're going to kill 100,000... Bro, sh- it is a military base. They don't dum-dums. Gotta, they don't got to hide anything. It's a military base. Uh, I guess. You know, we're not hiding. On SoundCloud.com. <laughs> grapples, the apples, grapples the number two, two. apples. We're not at Area 51, but we are also on that Apple Podcast or that Google Play Music. Yes, sir. As usual, I am one of your hosts. The very sensual. The very toy. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself. Yeah, boy. Shades. Joined by a getting better. Getting better. But still sick. Still not 100%. Okay. Now the slightly ill Will, the thrill, mm. poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, that's who I is. Yeah, I, I hear it in the voice a little bit, though. It's coming back. It's, it's, coming it's, back. it's, it's coming not back. 100% yeah. yet, but it's getting there. It's getting but, he, but it's here for you guys. Always. Always. Oh, for, the, for the people. The people. For the, I did it for the rock. Oh, like I, I did s- it for the people. <laughs> okay. So before we got on... I was telling Will the Thrill that I was watching uh, a little bit of the Bubbly compilation. Right. And Rikishi came and said, I did it for, for the, the rock. I did it for the Bubbly. And I was like, yes. Chris Jericho, the best kept secret. It's a national treasure. Forget Buddy Murphy. Chris Jericho, the best kept secret. So, Thrill. Yes, sir. Got some Raw, some SmackDown, some NXT Live. Yes, sir. Some AEW news. Yep, yep. Let's before we get into that. Mm. Let's ring that bell. So let's see. We do have some AEW news. AEW, AEW. Right. Um, let's see. It has been confirmed that they will be calling their weekly show Wednesday night Dynamite. On TNT. On TNT. It's going to be explosive. Right? So, my first thought is, A, it rolls off the tongue. Wednesday Night Dynamite. Yeah. B, it's on TNT. It's dynamite. It's explosive. It makes sense. It's a little, it's a little cartoony. It's a little it's corny. A, it's a, it's a little yeah, corny. It's a little corny. A little on the head. Yeah. But, I'm cool with it. And then, of course, the, the, the marks came out. And they were like, Nitro... Dynamite, come on. Can you be trying any harder to be like WCW? I'm just like, ugh. They're not trying to be WCW. Away, you people. They're not going to sign past their prime guys. Hogan, Bischoff, Nash, Macho Man, Hall. 
Luger. Well, Luger was still like there. The Hole and Nash were still technically okay, in their fine, prime. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Bret Hart. I, I'm not going to do that with Bret Hart. I love him. I love him too much. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but his WCW career was a woof. It wasn't bad until Goldberg concussed him. Bro, if he did... He wasn't even on TV for like the first few months of his because con- of his contract. It wasn't that bad until he got concussed. And he got concussed. But his Goldberg. career was over. Um, when, so Wednesday Night Dynamite. Wednesday it does Night have Dynamite. a nice like it, ring to it, it. Yeah, it rolls off. But it's kind of like you said, a little too on the head. For sure. It's like, all right, come on, guys. Don't be too corny now. But I'm okay with it. I mean, and I feel like it fits the people who are running the show. Kenny, the Bucks. Like, I feel like this is kind of their, their shtick. To name it something like Wednesday Night Dynamite. These are cornballs. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that, that's their thing. That's what's endearing about them. It's their charm. Is that they're corny and they don't care. Mm. Anyway. Now, what is troubling news for me, in my opinion, is unfortunately I haven't been able to really delve into this because I've been pretty busy at work this week. But rumor has it, that there's a possibility of their weekly show going to a three-hour show, which I think is a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine where anyone who can make a decision in AEW goes, that's a good idea. Considering what we've seen happen to Raw when they went from two to three hours, I, I can't imagine anyone thinking this is a good idea. For, for lack of a better term... WWE's roster, for the better part, is more stacked than AEW. I thought you were going to say Rasta, and I was like, what? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. <clears throat> Their roster is... Oh, for sure. For sure. Is more stacked than AEW's. 100%. And they don't know what they're doing with their three-hour slot. Mm-hmm. AEW, yeah, you'll get more guys... To shine in AEW, but you won't have that fanfare that would care <coughs> about a <sighs> give me the librarians versus right. um who's the guy with the he was the uh, flamboyant guy with the Jalen Ramsey jersey Sunny Kiss Sunny Kiss like you're not gonna really care about them right you're like when are the Bucks coming out right. where's Kenny Omega right where's Jericho and the Bubbly like this <laughs> is I want to see this which is why like a few weeks ago I think I read that they had said that it's going to be, their weekly show is going to be in a similar vein as NXT, where you're not going to see everyone every night. And that's good. Which I think is a good idea. Less is more. Exactly. I think if week one we get a Kenny match and a Hangman match, and then week two we get Cody and the Bucks, and then week three we get Kenny and, you know what I mean? Like, sprinkle them sporadically so that they're not all on the same show every week. And then, obviously, you have all the other guys. I think that's the right way to go about it. I don't think we need to have Kenny on every episode, Cody in every episode, the Bucks in every episode, Hayman on every... I don't think we need to do that. Are you against, hear me out, Jericho, not, not no-showing, but no-showing the first episode? Oh, he can't do that. The first episode, as a champion, he's got to be there. Mm. I actually think he should even open the show. I think he needs to open the show as the first ever AEW champion. Come out. And I know, like, people's first thought is, oh, you're opening the show with the promo. 
It's the first episode. Well, you're not going to open it with wrestling. Let's I, Exactly. I think it should open with Jericho coming out, cutting his promo, saying that he's the champion and that he wants his thing. You know, the, the Jericho shtick. Jericho shtick, yeah. You know, and I think, and then that'll lead into whatever fighter. Um, uh, Cody can come Cody out. Cody comes out. Right, yeah. right. Cody can come out and be like, you're ruining the first episode, blah, blah, blah. You know, like cross the lines between kayfabe and shoot. And like, you know. It's like, everything's got to be about you. Right. Uh, this isn't about uh, you or your generation. This is about wrestling. Exactly. They can, they can play it like. Exactly. I think that's how they should open the show. I think Jericho has to be on the first episode. And I think it should, I think he should open the show. Okay. I was against him being on the first show. Why? I. He's the champ. I understand the that. First champ. I understand that. But he can. On the debut episode. He can. If there's anybody that can spin an angle, it'd be Jericho. Right. And he says, "Why should I show up to your first show when I wasn't even thanked for becoming the first AEW champion?" Okay. Uh, and then you know, build from there. You sold me on him needing to be there because he is the first AEW champion. But if he really wants to heal it up, he can have a video package as opposed to him personally, physically being there. So from a creative perspective, I don't necessarily think you have a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But you have to think of it in terms of the optics of a brand new promotion. And that's that's Imagine how it would look. If your champion doesn't even show up to your first episode, yeah. how serious does your first champion take your entire promotion? I mean, they, you know they, what I mean. Like you have all the WWE like marks coming out. He lost the belt. He's not even on the first show. That's what I'm this saying. This is a joke. Yeah, I. I I'm okay. saying the optics of Jericho doesn't show up on the first episode. Terrible look. Yeah. Awful look for AEW. He's got to be there. <clears throat> I'm a dumb dumb and I, you know, <laughs> should be in Area 51 with the uh, other dumb dumbs. <laughs> Storming the castle. Idiots. <coughs> Let's move away from AEW for a bit. Let's move on to a different promotion who, at one point, was what AEW is. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. So, Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA. I think we talked about this last week, that their parent company, Anthem, purchased Access TV. Mm-hmm. So, it is now official that they will be moving to Access TV after Bound for Glory. So this was a no-brainer, and um, while it's not, I don't think it's a huge step for Impact because Access is still not in a lot of it's not in a lot of homes, mm-hmm. but Access is in more homes than Pursuit was or Pursuit yeah. is, and on top of that, Access has been airing New Japan stuff, so there's already a relationship of professional wrestling on that show on that channel. Um, <coughs> so Impact's going to be moving to Access TV. It's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But they still need a better TV deal. So their biggest TV deal was when they were on Spike, and yeah. then Spike turned to Paramount. Right. Um, but that happened way after the fact. They were gone from Spike by the time Spike. Yeah, no, I'm saying like that's like I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. I'm just going through the right, 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 the motions right. right now. Spike was their their peak. Yes. Yeah. It was. That's when TNA was at like its its absolute highest point of that's like what I'm popularity. Saying. That's what I'm saying. That was their peak. And their, their roster was, it was filled with hitters too, because they had Christian Cage, mm-hmm. who they knew what to do with him as opposed to what WWE did with him. Which is hilarious, by the way. Kurt Angle, the Dud, Team 3D, Samoa Joe, Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Christopher Daniels, uh, the Motor City, Mach- ah, the Motor, Motor City, City Machine Guns. 
Like, their tag team division was stacked. They had LAX, uh, mm-hmm. Homicide, and Hernandez. The original they, LAX. Yes. Uh, their knockouts division, yeah. as I said, was... They didn't get the light that they deserved in terms of, like, the broad spectrum of wrestling. But for me, I was like, they started the women's revolution. I mean, at the time, they were far and ahead of the Divas division in WWE. Yeah, I mean, you had Gail Kim literally leading the charge, who was, in my opinion... Top five one best, of the best female women wrestlers, wrestlers of all time. time. Yeah, uh, ODB. You had Angelina Love, who wasn't just a, I don't call it pretty face, but mm-hmm. she was also a good, uh, a decent wrestler. Mm-hmm. Velvet Sky, not so much, but she's getting, she's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Mickey James is part of that. That, right. that uh, also. So Angelina Vega was there. She was a t- uh, former tag team. That was like later on. That's after like I kind of fell oh, okay. off of. Once they brought the uh, the knockout tag team titles, okay. I kind of fell off because I was gotcha. like, uh, we didn't really need it. Tag. Like Ooh. WWE, sound familiar? Like WWE, they didn't have a women's tag team division set up, so right. I was like, why, why do that? And then Eric yeah. Young and ODB won the women's tag titles, and I was just like, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. But yeah, I mean, let's see. I mean, let's see what this does. Hopefully, this does something for them. I mean, it also depends on how good Bound for Glory is to bring eyes back. Because Bound true. for Glory is their WrestleMania. It's That's true. their biggest show of the year. And last year's Bound for Glory wasn't bad. I think it got high, um, high critical acclaim, if I'm not mistaken. So, if they can follow up. I mean, looking at our notes, I don't know how the hell this is a match. And I need to do some research as to looking what this... <laughs> how did this come to... Because to, this the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock... I didn't even know he was still wrestling. I mean, if you're to talk about it, you want to talk about it? I didn't want to, you know... You're already walked all step, over. I right? step all over the call, but... You might as well at this point. So, Will the Thrill has, in our notes, Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. Former... UFC. UFC fighter. Former Intercontinental Champion. The former Shamrock. UFC Champion also. Tournament winner, yes. Championship winner, no. Like, he wasn't a light heavyweight champion, but he won the tournament. He beat Dan Seven for the championship. It wasn't a real belt. Bro, the, just because it's not lineal, what it was In now. terms of lineal champions, yes, he was a champion. But it wasn't... It was the UFC before, back then is way different than what it was It was before now. weight classes, is what right. I'm saying. So, right. Which, to me, is more impressive, the fact that he beat Dan Seven because Dan Seven's huge. Uh, the Beast... With a fantastic mustache. mustache. Yeah. Yo, yo. Fantastic. Severance mustache. mustache is like A A level, son. He's like in, in in the Hall of Fame of mustaches. You got him, you got Rick Rude. Tom Selleck. Oh Tom Selleck, obviously. Um Who else has like a, a primo mustache? You gotta put a, a mustache mountain in there. Oh, for sure. Trent Seven and Tyler Bates, they they they're, they're Tyler Bates. I think Tyler Bates is a little bit more mustachio. Yeah, like, it's definitely mustachio. more mustachio. But anyway, let, let's let's move because we can do this Talk all about day. Mustache all day. I'm not gonna do it. Don't even shut. You shut so your face. So Ken Shamrock is going to be facing Moose at mm-hmm. Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. Now, what, why, how did this come about? Do you have any details for this? So I know I remember reading that Shamrock was coming back. I heard Shamrock did sign with Impact. But I haven't been watching their their TV or their pay-per-view, so I have no idea how we got to Shamrock versus Moose. So, a little backstory. Mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock was the first ever TNA NWA champion. Mm-hmm. 
he won a uh, battle royal for it. Okay. So he does have some history with Impact. Mm. Although, well, albeit like back in the back in the back in the day history. Right, right, right. He still has history there. I, like I said, I need to. Was he the champion when they were still the NWA? Still, the, it was the NWA champion, no? But they had they had the NWA championship for a long for a time, while for a long time. Sting started like Sting was in was the first TNA. No, he came into the business. They had the still had the NWA championship. So again, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how this has come to be. <laughs> how did we get here? Ken Shamrock's in his fifties. He is 55. Moose has got to be in his 30s? You want me to look that up? Yeah, I want you to look that up. Because... This is, it's mind-boggling <laughs> You're so to me. perplexed. How did Ken Shamrock and Moose... Who's 35? Mid-30s. Yeah, 20 years, exactly. Get into a match at Bound for Glory. Also, Ken Shamrock's in... Terrific shape for a 55-year-old man. Yes. But Moose will kill him. Like, Moose is a big guy. Yeah, but... And I've seen Moose live. Yeah, but this is still Ken Shamrock. I, I wouldn't mess with Ken Shamrock. Oh, no, I wouldn't mess with I mean... I don't know, bro. Yeah, I can't use that term that Tito Ortiz used because it's not P- like <laughs> It's not, not PG. PG. <laughs> he called him Ken Slam Rooster. You know, oh my god! Yeah. That that feud was so great. Anyway, it's such a cringy promo. Let's move on. Let's let's move on to this. Let's move on to the world of the WWE. Because you know what? Not for nothing, they were busy this week. <laughs> were they? WWE was busy on all fronts this were week. Were they busy? So, Starcade. They've been doing this like the last two years. So stupid. A one-hour special will air on the WWE Network December 1st. I hate it so much. I want it's them to bring Starcade the as their own like thing, but they'll never do they'll it never because Starcade was their biggest, WCW's biggest show of the year. Which is why I think this is such a slap in the face. I hate that they do this as just this like, one-off network special that's only like an hour. It's so dumb. I hate it with a passion. Well, before the Bray it's Wyatt so came out as the Fiend, he he appeared at Starcade last right, year, right? And then we didn't see him for months, right? So, unless something happens at Starcade, there's no stakes. Like I won't watch no. it. Like, could you imagine? I mean, Dusty's dead, but imagine being part of that team, that original WCW team that thought of Starcade. You have to, and you have to see it relegated to this, a show on a app. A one-hour show? show A house show? That's all it is. They just take one hour from a house show and just air it live. They don't even have, like, Starcade on the side or anything like that? I I think they put it, like, on the apron or something. It's in... Ugh. Ugh, it gets me so annoyed. Such a slap in the face. Like, I get it. You won. uh, Yes, we know. You won the Monday Night Wars. You bought out WCW. Can you show a little bit of respect? You show some class? Here's a little tidbit. Never a fan of Starcade. No? Never a fan of Starcade. World War Three, fan of when they had the three rings in the Battle Royal. All right. Love that. Uh, Halloween Havoc was by far my favorite pay-per-view. Bash of the Beach. I loved Bash of the Bash Beach. Bash of the Beach was my jam, bro. 
But uh, whenever I played, whenever jam. I played Revenge, I would always play at Halloween Havoc. Really? I, I love the big goblin with the the demon thing with the big pumpkin, then the Snickers <laughs> logo across it. Like that for me, that was cool. Hmm. Uh, another little bit of news: Bray Wyatt will take on Seth Rollins at Hell in the Cell after jumping him at Clash of Champions Yay. in Hell in the Cell. And the boss. It's boss time. It's boss time. And the man Becky Lynch will redo their match from Clash of Champions inside Hell, Hell in the Cell. Yes, yeah. What's the, the slogan for Hell in the Cell? Is, um, uh, not, is it Devil's Playground or is that Elimination Chamber? I think it's Devil's... I don't know. I want to say it's Devil's Playground because that makes sense. It's Hell in the Cell. Okay. But what do I know? So that's... So this is the second female Hell in a Cell match that we're going to get. Well... And both feature Sasha Banks. They didn't have one last year, right? No. Not in the cell. I don't know. No, they had one. At it was Charlotte and Sasha in... In a 2016, banger. 2016, 2017? 2017. In a banger that just had a, a wet fart ending because... Sasha's too like skinny to go through the table when Charlotte threw her in there, um, and now this Sasha year, and Becky. Sasha and Becky. I tell you, Sasha's so like these things don't happen by mistake. Sasha's really good at her job. Is is Sasha the best wrestler out of the four? <sighs> Ooh, talking about technical in ring work, like work rate. Let's throw it all together. Okay. I think... See, I don't know. Charlotte has all the tools. Yes. The problem with Charlotte, in my opinion, is she rests on her laurels. And at some point just becomes, which move is she going to hit? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the big boot? The, the moonsault off the top rope? The um, natural selection... Figure four to the figure eight. Like, at some point, it kind of just becomes, all right, when, we're just getting to this point. You know what I mean? Um, Becky's good, but because she's not a natural athlete, technically she's not in my the opinion, most sound. In my opinion, I think Becky's the worst out of the four. I, I, I would, in terms of, like, work rate, I would agree. I think it's... Um, I think Bailey might be the best technical out of the four. In terms of the all-around package, I think it's definitely Sasha and Charlotte. I think it's Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky. Mm. Which is interesting, because Bailey was the last one up. But that's because her character was concerned about it not you know, crossing over into the main roster. And boy, did it. <clears throat> out of the four, Sasha's probably my favorite to watch in the ring. I find her work to be more exciting and compelling than the other four, than the three. And that's not, and, and that's no knock on any of them because anyone who knows me knows I'm a fan of all four with a slight notch against Charlotte. I think Charlotte would probably be my most favorite to watch. Really? Yeah. I just feel like if I've seen one Charlotte match, I've seen it all. I don't, I don't care for Becky's in-ring work. Bailey's not bad, but I can't get behind her gimmick. Mm-hmm. Sasha, I don't. There's something that I can't. I. 
there's something there that doesn't click with Sasha for me. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte has to be the one for By me. By default, that makes sense. Interesting, though. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, proceed as you were. So, yeah, that's the news. <laughs> oh, it was 2016. What? Sasha versus Charlotte was 2016. Okay. Because 2017 was Shane versus Kevin Owens. Ugh. And a false count anywhere, Hell in a Cell. How, how does it even make sense? How's it false count anywhere if it's Hell in a Cell? Where, where, where can the fall possibly be? Well, that's when you went through the table and, and Kevin Owens pinned him. Anyway. And then last year was Braun versus Roman. Yeah, and that's when Brock came out and beat them both to a no contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We have not had a good Hell in the Cell since 2016. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That we have not. So let's talk about what they put on TV this week. Okay. Because there was a lot that happened on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Mm -hmm. Where I think we might have to, I mean, we kind of stayed away from it for a little bit. We might have to officially retire NXT in two. Because I don't think we can cover NXT in two anymore. Sorry, Bizzle, but I think NXT in two... Like, I think that died two or three months ago. But just, like, at this point, there's no way, there's no way we could even format that into only two minutes. Yeah. Now we have a two-hour NXT plus NXT UK plus 205 Live, which is about to get sucked into NXT UK. But I, I want to go there first. I want to go to NXT first because that was the big show of the week. Uh, I don't know how I feel about jumping into the middle of the week and then, you know, wrong, then it's this was the this was the thing that everyone was waiting for all week because the first time that they went live, blah blah blah. Okay, so let's so that's why that's why I want to go here first. Let's do it. So first note that I'm not happy about was with the format. I got home, I put on USA, and on my on my TV guide, it shows eight to nine. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you had two hours. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, I'm confizzled, and then. As their broadcast is going on, they're like, the first hour here on USA, and then the second hour is going to be on the WWE Network. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. I was like, I am 100% absolutely not switching over to the network to watch the same show I was just watching. Yeah. For that, I'm just going to watch something else. I mean, you'll have your fans who's like, oh, I don't care. All I just got to do is press the source button, and then I'm there. But it's so much more than that, because, like, you're not, you don't have your Xbox, your PlayStation, or your Roku, or your Amazon Fire Stick running. I mean, your Roku and your Amazon Fire Stick right, are. Right, right, right. But for us, you know, you, we usually watch it on our PlayStations or right. our Xbox. It's like, right. okay, why do I have to change it, put my Xbox on, bypass all of my games to watch... NXT on the network. Like, if I want to watch it and transition smoothly without missing anything, I have to turn on my Xbox, like, five minutes ahead of time, have the, the my, you know, watch it on USA on my TV, and then as soon as it goes off the air, switch the source to my Xbox, then go to the network, or do a commercial break, have it set up. That's so annoying. It is. Why am I setting up during a commercial break to watch the same show I'm already watching? I'm already watching it! There's no, there's absolutely no reason for them. I'm already watching the show. To be on for two hours. It's so one dumb. On, one on USA, one on the network. It's dumb. It's real. If they do, if they continue to do this, or if this is their format going forward, AEW has nothing to worry about their hour two. I think this is transitioning. I think, and I hope, 
This is them going, okay, for the people who are used to us being on the network, for the people who want to watch us live, who want to maybe get to the network, this is how we bridge that. One hour TV, one hour network. Until at some point everyone's just used to it being on TV, and then we just move to USA Network. I know that we're live now, you know? Right. With, uh, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. But, man, Cole and Graves moving to SmackDown. Supposedly. Supposedly. I would love, absolutely love, for Morrow to go to Raw. No, Morrow belongs on, on the show that's going to have wrestling involved. And it seems like they're going to do that to Fox. Morrow deserves to be on SmackDown. I don't want to hear his nonsense that they were feeding him before, where everything had to be like a pop culture reference. I like when he's sprinkling pop culture references into his wrestling knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's why I like Vic Joseph. Because Vic Joseph just calls it down the line. And when he's paired with Nigel McGuinness, Nigel McGuinness is a, is a walking wrestling textbook. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I love that pairing. But I don't I don't need just one guy who, oh, wow, what a move. That's got to hurt. Like, this is like WWE 2K20 commentary. Yeah, I feel like that's what Michael Cole is like. I feel like watching, listening to Michael Cole, I feel like he's just like going, oh, wow. It's boss time. It's boss time. The big dog. <laughs> He's catchphrases and exclamations. Monday Night Rollins. <laughs> God. And then Corey Graves just insults everybody. And Renee just, you know... Exists. Exists. I don't know, man. Oh, okay, so I want to have a count, you know, a on our wall. A counter? A counter. Okay. I've gone this many days without insulting Renee Ha <laughs> See, I can do that. You can't. I can't. That's you why can't I want to. And it has to be some repercussion, you know? Like, Oof. We'll get into that later, though. We'll figure that out. Um, so, yeah. Now let's get to the actual show itself. Let's, let's small tidbit here. Leo Rush is back. After spending very little time on 205 Live and NXT... Went up to the main roster, was on Raw as Bobby Lashley's hype man, and then... And it worked for a while. It worked for a while until he got a little ahead of himself, got into the wrong, into the bad graces of the wrong people, and it was said that he was never going to appear on Raw ever again. Well, NXT is not Raw. Show ain't. So Leo Rush appears on NXT, and apparently he is going to be receiving a cruiserweight title shot because again, well, he earned. Yeah, uh, but again, because the cruiserweight championship and two hundred five live is going to be merged into NXT, so this is how this all falls into place. Uh, I'm happy about this because I always saw Leo Rush was a fantastic talent who just bit off more than he can chew when he got called up. He got too hot in his own head. Um, but I'm happy to see Leo Rush doing something. I I couldn't stand his uh, Lashley. Thing. Lashley, Lashley. But I him and Oni Larkin put on a banger of a match. I heard. He's a, he's a really good dude. I'm t- watch any old um, PWG matches with him and Keith Lee. Hmm. Oh my god, it's just insane. It's nuts. Um, but of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about 
the 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 shining moment of NXT's USA Live debut, the moment that so many have been waiting for. The undisputed era, officially, draped in gold. The prophecy has come true. And now, the NXT World Champion, Adam Cole, baby. The NXT Tag Team Champions, Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. And now, the NXT North American Champion, Roderick Strong. Roddy Strong. Who decided to put out a picture on Twitter today of himself on the couch with the belt over the... I was just like, all right, Roddy. Did you see the then, now, forever? No. Oh, my God. It's um, Tommy Dreamer <laughs> naked with the ECW belt. Oh, my God. Then uh, <laughs> Roderick Strong, now, and then Shawn Michaels, Michaels forever. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Wrestling's such a... W- like, you can't really <laughs> explain it to somebody. I'm like, what? Grown <laughs> Butt naked, belt over their junk. Wrestling is weird. Wrestling is very, very weird. Professional wrestling is one of the most weird, just like nonsensical things in the world. And that's why us fans are weird. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's think about it. This, this is, It's carnival stuff. Professional wrestling was a carny sideshow. And now it's this giant multi-billion dollar industry. Shared stock. With stocks. <laughs> and TV deals. And contracts is insane. Oh, boy. Selling out arenas and stadiums. We sold out MetLife Stadium to watch a carnival sideshow. Partially watch a carnival sideshow because that light was blinding everyone. Oh, fact. This is fact. Anyway, you wanna you wanna move on to uh, the Monday night crowning. So, to everyone's dismay, the King of the Ring finals was not at Clash of Champions like they promised. They reneged on it and they put it for Monday Night Raw. I guess because their ratings were down the week before, their second lowest ratings. As we stated, you know, on a non-holiday episode. So, we need people to tune in. We need people to tune in and see if Baron Corbin is going to beat Chad Gable or Shorty G. Now, it wasn't this much. In hindsight, I'm happy they did this. I, you know what? Because I, they were not going to get the time. Oh, no, not at Clash? Absolutely at Clash not. of Champions that they did on Raw. Because they gave them like 20 minutes on Raw. Yeah, they... And they had a fantastic match. This was probably both men's best match. I will definitely agree that at least it's Baron Corbin's best match. This is... Without question. In my Chad Gable's best singles match. Yes. That, okay. 100% I agree. Because I, I... You can't... You that, know, that's why NXT, I was a little... NXT exactly. is like what you call that's it. That's why I was a little, little you know, shaky-shaky on saying American that about... American Alpha and the Revival had a... Right, right. But this is definitely 100% Baron Corbin's best match, in my opinion. And Chad Gable's best singles match. I almost thought they, they were going to give it to Chad. Because when Chad Gable comes out, they're like, he's here, he's wrestling for the first time in front of his daughter, and I'm just like, oh, they going to do this? 
See, but then during the match, once Baron Corbin got out of the the laying out ankle lock, mm-hmm. I knew he can't. Well, play. you know, I knew that for a fact. Once he put him in the uh, the Kurt Angle esque like yeah. ankle lock, I was like, ah, oh, damn it! Like, listen, Corbin can run with the the King of the Ring thing. And listen, that end of days to finish, beautiful. Oh my God, I I don't I, I want to know. Who was more responsible for that? Who thought of it? And if they rehearsed it? Because it was seamless. seamless. Absolutely seamless. Beautiful, tilt-a-whirl, looked like it was going into a head scissor, into the end of days. I was just like, oh my, Lanta? That had to be both of them like, hey, can you do this? Yeah, we can do this. All right, let's try to do this, like, clean. Yeah. And that was... It was was gorgeous. And I was like, you know what? That's how you end a match. 100%. That is an exclamation point on a... Fantastic match. That's earning the King of the Ring. The first hour of Raw in general mm. was pretty damn good. Okay. Again, their issue is they need to fill in that middle hour right. and then their third hour. Their middle hour is basically uh, jokes. Uh, Lacey Evans versus Dana Brooke. Because we need that. Because reasons. I mean, we had... Uh, the uh, I was gonna say the NXT Tag Team Women's Champion, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross taking on the Boston Hug Connection, mm-hmm. and you have Nikki tap to the bank statement. What was it after Alexa Bliss got hurt? Yeah, and ended up going backstage. Which I wonder what the rules are to that. Like, forget WWE and how they play it, but if she's legit hurt. Like if she's if this was let's say this was an actual wrestling match, and it is an one, actual wrestling match. What do you mean? Thank you. Like, should they call off the match if one partner's injured? Are you talking about for actual, like Greco Roman wrestling? Babe, Kate, babe. Like you know, there's there's shared acknowledged rules of professional wrestling. If if she's legit hurt, Nikki Cross has to continue the match. The match isn't over because right. Alexa Bliss gets hurt. Okay. If this is like a Greco-Roman type thing, well, there's no tag team matches. Tag but we should bring that up. Like, y'all, tag your guy in. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in with a hot tag suplex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first hour was, I wouldn't say great, but it was really good. Right. You had Seth open up, talk about Bray and the Fiend and how... Um, how he got Sister Abigail, before he can come to, he had him sticking his finger down his, his uh, throat, suffocating him, uh, and how he wants to face him at Cla- Clash, uh, Hell in a Cell. Then Bray comes on the screen and the Firefly Funhouse, and um, I don't remember the, the, is it Rambling Rabbit or whatever mm-hmm. his name is? Mm-hmm. He's like, Seth, get out. Like, don't do this. Like, go away. Like, like, run, run, run. Mm. And Seth, like, uh, not Seth, Bray is like, shut your mouth. <laughs> so they're talking, and Bray's getting a little more sinister, and I was just like, okay, is he going to come out? He doesn't need to come out right now. Is he going to come out? He doesn't need to come out right now. <laughs> so their promo ends, their segment ends, and... When they show on screen the you know card the the card for the night, they're upside down, mm. and I'm like, am I am I tripping? I was like, 
So I turned my phone. Like, <laughs> I'm watching it on my phone. So I turned my phone. I was like, oh, no, it's not my phone. I'm not tripping. And then Renee's like, why is it upside down? And I was just like, did Bray Wyatt do this? Mm. Did uh, Kevin Dunn, with his massive teeth, <laughs> hit the switch? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Michael Cole, Corey Graves didn't acknowledge it. Now, I've read somewhere that it is supposed to be because of Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. but uh, I think somebody just... It was a hiccup. It was probably a well-timed botch. Yeah. That, I mean, you can spin it as to that way. Now, don't make a thing of it with WWE, because they like to do that. They like to make a thing of it. You mean like roaches on the, on like the ring? After every Bray Wyatt like promo or segment, we don't need like glitchy things happening. It's corny. We don't need it. No, it's corny. Vince, we don't need it. It's not good <laughs> anything. It's such good. It's such good. In the first hour again, we have the OC. AJ Styles, Lou Gallows, Carl, Carl Anderson, words, <laughs> get him out. <laughs> Taking on the team of oh. Cedric, Alex, and Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders. And I'm like, alright, the OC loses because it's the Viking Raiders. But no. They don't lose. Cedric eats the pin two nights in a row. Styles clash. Oh no, excuse me. Phenomenal forearm. One, two, three. The OC win. And then they throw a beat into Cedric Alexander. Again. Again. But after that, I mean, we're all kind of... I saw this, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan sent it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of nosedive for me. Right. You have the Street Profits throwing Maria Canellis a gender reveal party. She tells everyone that it's a boy. Mike Canellis is happy that he's having a son again. Everyone's dabbing up Mike Canellis. Like, yeah, yeah, congratulations. And then she tells Mike that Ricochet is the baby daddy. And Ricochet like, nah, I just, like, I was with Casey Catanzaro before. (laughs) Nah, bro. So Mike slaps him. We're going to settle this in the ring. Because, like every good solution, you find out that your wife is pregnant by another man, you wrestle him. Why not? You know, Tyus O'Neal just got in Ricochet's face. Like, you got to. You got to do it now. He slapped you and his baby mama. You got to do it. And I was like, what? Titus, what? So Ricochet and Mike and Ellis have a match. A very short match. A reluctant match. And I hate that they're calling the code breaker, which is Ricochet's... The recoil. Yeah, I hate that they call it the recoil. Hate it. It makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. There's no... He's not a gun. There's no recoil. He's Ricochet. Yeah, but when it recoils, like, it, it, it doesn't, no, it doesn't, no, stop. Bro, when he comes out, there's a gunfire. Yeah, pew. it was a ricochet. It's so dumb. I hate it so much. Because it wasn't like that in NXT. No. It was on WWE. Pew. 
And then it's music hits. So. It's all gun theme stuff. So Mike Kanellis loses via the recoil. He is sitting on the apron, facing up the ramp. Maria Kanellis comes out. Mm-hmm. She's like, Ricochet isn't the father. Uh, uh, what is it going to take for you to be a man? What does it take for you to be a man? This is the real father of the baby. And then Rusev sporting a fantastic beautiful mustache. Beautiful mustache. There's guys who can pull off a mustache. Rusev. Rude. Guys who can't. Robert Rude. <laughs> now, here's what I want to say. And I noticed this. The way... Now, this could be me looking too deeply into this. Maria Canellas was going... She was about to introduce the father mm-hmm. when Rusev's music hit. Okay. So she didn't say, this is the father. And, and then Rusev came out. It was... Do you want to know who the father is? The fa- And then Rusev came out. So, I think there's potential there for him to not really be the father. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because we all know that he's married to Lana. And they didn't shy away from that. They didn't, pre- they didn't do the WWE thing where they pretend like Lana doesn't exist. Yeah. They're like, I w- notice how his wife is in here, Lana. I wonder what she thinks about all this. And I was like, okay, there's more to this than just... Rusev is Murray Canales' baby dad. There's more than meets the eye. Okay. Transformers. I know. I'm aware. I'm sorry. I've been sitting here trying to think of other, like, gun references that they can use for Ricochet's wrestling moves. Stop it. <laughs> misfire. <laughs> the misfire. Nothing. Michael's going to be like, oh, he misfired with the recoil. And then I'd stop watching wrestling forever. At least WWE wrestling forever. Right. We don't call wrestling WWE wrestling. Call it's sports, sports entertainment. entertainment. Actually, I was like, hey, did you watch the sports entertainment this week? Yes, yes, yes. So Rusev and Mike Kanellis have a match. A short match. It's not a match. It's a squash. Accolade. He taps out. That's it. And I'm just like, okay. I think Kanellis tapped out to the mustache, not to the accolade. You just crumbled under the power of that mustache. The power and the weight of the mustache on top of him? What? Forget it. So yeah, Kane show up to Raw, showing R-Truth, everything that Tennessee has. Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs, excuse me, yes. The mayor of Knox County. So, he takes him to the, uh, was it the... the, Some football stadium. Well, Tennessee, the Volunteers. Okay. So it's the football volunteers. Okay. I don't I don't call it football. Okay. So he takes R Truth to the volunteer stadium. Mm-hmm. R Truth noticed that there's a ref there. He runs into the goalpost. Goal post. Kane pins him one, two, three. Kane is the first mayor to win the twenty four seven championship. And Kane screaming, jumping up and down. I still, I still got, got it. it. I still got it. <laughs> R-Truth later pins Glenn Jacobs and tells him it's too much work to be a mayor and the champion watching your back 24-7. He's like, you're right. No problem. Later on in the, like, the night, for absolutely no reason, by the way, Robert Roode is facing Seth Rollins. The OC comes Jump Seth Rollins. Right. And who comes to make the save? Kane. 
the demon came. Why? I don't know. Not Braun, who interrupted the tag team summit. Not Braun, who last night was his tag team partner. They could still maybe run back one of the tag titles. Kane. And I felt like they only put Kane on the show to have Bray Wyatt put him on the wall of friendship. Right. That's it. Could be. I don't need that, though. I don't need one-offs. There's only one established wrestler on that, that wall of friends. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. He's beating up a geriatric Jerry the King Waller. A geriatric Kurt Angle, a political Glenn Jacobs. Right. Why do we need this? Because they're establishing that he can eliminate these high-profile people. Like, attitude era high-profile people. Still high-profile. That was raw. The first hour, great. Second hour, meh. Third hour, what? (laughs) What? What? Now, SmackDown opened hot, hot, hot. We had a six-man tag match with The New Day facing off against Randy Orton and The Revival. Really good match. Like, top-notch. And then the match is over... And whose music do we hear? Anyway, so Brock Lesnar comes out, the place erupts. I'm like, what? It's like, yes, yes, he's finally gonna lose the WWE Championship. I was like, I was perplexed. Insult me in the line, compliment me in the next. Damn. Lesnar comes out. Uh, Heyman challenges Kofi to a match. Not at Hell in a Cell. But at the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox. For the WWE Championship. And Kofi's like, oh, I promised that I was going to be a fighting champion. And then Brock's like, alright, cool, F5, shut up. <laughs> So Brock hands him an F5. Back to the mid-card. <laughs> back to the mid-card you go. I mean, F5 him straight back to the mid-card. Um, so that was that was, that was was nuts. I was on the phone with my brother going, Whoa. I'm happy because this means Kofi's going to drop that belt. <clears throat> Not crazy about it going on Brock. But at this point, anybody but Kofi. I think Fox is like, nah, Brock. You gonna be on SmackDown. You gonna be on SmackDown. Uh, so that was that was. Bang bang. It just means that Roman is gonna take it off of Brock. Yeah, I know. Big dog. Big, big dog. dog. Big dog. Big 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 dog. Big dog. Roman Reigns. Big dog. Um, the only other thing that that came to my mind on SmackDown that I care to talk about. Was we have the probably the biggest hottest ongoing storyline in WWE right now is the four horsewomen mm-hmm. that are all tangled up with each other. Um, 
Obviously, Bailey is the SmackDown Miss Champion. Becky is the Roman Miss Champion. Becky is feuding with Sasha, who's best friends with Bailey, who's feuding with Charlotte, who hates everybody or loves everybody. I don't know. She's a face. She's a heel. I don't know what she's doing. <clears throat> so this uh, on SmackDown we had uh, Sasha and Charlotte reliving their amazing feud from 2016. Uh-huh. Great match, as per usual. Not the longest match, but for what it was, I mean, you know, Sasha and Charlotte just SmackDown. You can't give them a half hour, right? And but and Charlotte and Charlotte and Sasha just have this natural chemistry together. Yeah. Um, but at some point, as Charlotte's going into the figure four, bridging into the figure eight, Bailey runs in to attack uh, Charlotte to break it up. DQ, uh, Bailey and Sasha start beating up on Charlotte. And so everyone starts chanting Becky because obviously Becky's going to be the one to come and make the save, right? No. Instead, who comes out to make the save? Carmella. Why? And that's I don't. That's what I want to know. Like, why is Carmella here? And what's interesting to me, and now this is the only part where I'm going to say, okay, I approve. Carmella came out and basically attacked Sasha while seemingly intentionally not attacking Bailey <clears throat> because they're supposedly friends. Okay. So I'm like, huh. If that's how you're going to play this and add more depth to these women as people, mm-hmm. oh, Carmella hates Sasha, but she's friends with Bailey, and Bailey and Carmella are good friends, but Bailey's best friends with Sasha. Like, if you're going to add more complexity to, the, to their relationships, mm-hmm. then cool, I can maybe be signed up for this. And let's be real, Carmella has improved a boatload. In terms of the in-ring performance? Yeah. Yeah. To the point where, like, now, I, I almost trust Carmella in almost any situation in the ring. So, for her to get involved, I'm like, okay. I want to see how they play this. And why. But if they're going to play off of different relationships within these different, like, sex. S-E-C-T-S. Um, sex. Then I'm down for. But if this is going to randomly, oh, Carmella something, because Becky was doing a press tour. Like, if it's some nonsense, I'm out. Yeah. But I'm interested to see where this goes. Very interested. I mean, forcing Carmella into that situation... For me, it's too much. Okay. Like how we said ba- Bailey, excuse me, Becky and Rhonda was the perfect feud. Feud in terms right. of like spice, flavoring, heat, everything. Right. You don't need to add anything else into this four horse women thing. I agree. That's a fair point. What you can do if you want to is you have Rhonda come out with her four horse women like we discussed and attack so that instead of them all fighting again now they're all fighting together fighting together right then that's the only element that I would allow to mix in with this stew that we have going on right other than that there's nothing else needed 
there's absolutely nothing else needed. You don't need Ric Flair. You don't need Seth Rollins. You don't need um, uh, Carmelo. Carmelo. You don't need anything else. You have four women who can go and know how to push their own stories. Mm -hmm. Please do not put anything else in this. Especially because Carmella coming out is so left field. Yeah. The last time Carmella was in a match with any of them was the um, Women's Money in the Bank match. No, no. Her and Bailey. Her, um... Wasn't it her, Charlotte, and Bailey who had the match for the Women's Championship? I don't remember that. When? SmackDown? Something like that? Yeah. Mm, don't remember that. Mm. I remember Bailey beating Sasha, and, no, excuse me, Bailey beating Charlotte uh, at Money in the Bank, but then. I don't know, whatever. Their feud, their feud basically has been ongoing with like little breaks here and there with right. uh, Ember Moon. Right. But don't add anything else to this. You don't need it. It's perfect as is. Let them work with each other and do what they got to do. Mm -hmm. Don't ruin this by putting Carmella in this. Don't ruin this by adding dumb components that have absolutely nothing to do with it. Carmella's in it. Now James Ellsworth is going to be in it. <laughs> like, it's dumb. It's dumb. Well, considering Ellsworth got caught... Oh, yeah, no, that... Yeah, that's, we're not going to see Ellsworth on WWTV, like, ever. I hope we never see him again. Jim was... Disgusting. Freak. Disgusting. Anyway, um, I think that about does it for the week, I, yeah? I think that, I think that about wraps or so. So, that wraps up this week's episode. Oh, thank God. Oh, grab some apples. That's right, I have enough of my voice back that I can go ahead. And do the outro. So weird doing the outro, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess I'm, like, I do a lot more intros now than anything. Yeah. But doing the outro is so weird for me. <laughs> you so, said... I don't like it. You seem so awkward every time you did it. Yeah, I was like, uh, what does she say now? Oh, this. Okay, cool. cool. Um, um, apple stuff, grapple stuff, um... Uh, I'm not bizzled. <laughs> don't beat the man, no. Anyway, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. slash grapples to apples again. That's grapples the number two... two. Apple, if you haven't been catching us on SoundCloud, you could have been on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to catch us on our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples. Apples, again, that's Grapples. The number two, two. Apples. Feel free to comment, engage, show us some videos, some gifts or whatever, because, I mean, we just want to engage with you guys. Uh, Alan today showed us a video of some absurd wrestling. Please, just I'm send... I'm waiting for that. Give us a live stream of you guys storming Area 51 in a wrestling ring. Th that, exactly. So please feel free to engage as much as you possibly can because we want to engage with you guys. As always, I've been one of your hosts, the slightly ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate. Mandy Owl, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Yeah, boy. Shades. And don't forget to catch us next week, because an apple a day is a bad wrestling. Peace. Peace and love.